Ooh, your light looks way better than mine. <laughs> and we're back. Hey guys, what's up, what's up, what's up? Third week in a row. Yes, Black Coffee and Tea Podcast. We are back in effect. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get into it. First off, how are you, girl? Girl, we're good. I'm good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good. I'm good. You know, I just said that because we literally just been talking for an hour and a half before we recorded. <laughs> we have been. We've been talking about a lot. Y'all, again, one day we're going to have like a blooper session of just straight like Mia and true Whitney. Because oh, it's going to be the fan club, girl. That's going to be the fan club access. Exclusive. The unedited version. <laughs> That's where the realty is, y'all. Wouldn't y'all like to know? Right. Mm-mm-mm. So let's hop into it. What is going on in Nashville? City Streets. So I do have one thing I want to shout out. My godson, he was born with a heart condition and he had to have three heart surgeries within his first year of life. So bless his little heart. Shout out to him. Um, but there is a, uh, a walk going on, uh, that the American Heart Association is putting on for, um, to raise money, um, for those that want to support, um, the American Heart Association. That will be this Saturday from nine to 12 at Centennial Park in Nashville. So, um, hopefully those that, you know, have someone in the family or, um, or not, and you just want to go out and support and walk. Yeah. Um, that's an awesome event that I uh, wanted to share. That's all I got. So that's, nice. that's yeah. really good. Yeah, I figured I'd let the OJs lie where they lie. Um, oh, the OJs back again? Girl, they still ain't here. They're coming in October, oh. but <laughs> I'm gonna let them go because I keep bringing them up in every episode. <laughs> I didn't know you was waiting for a girl for October. Okay. We are about to be (laughs) We are about to be in October, which is crazy because you know, I sometimes I forget about the seasons and stuff being in LA. You don't really even start to feel that until like Christmas time. True that, true that. I feel like, yeah, after Thanksgiving. Then it starts to feel a little fallish. Yeah. But it's a trip because I noticed it because I was in Starbucks. And somebody was like, oh, oh. the pumpkin spice. I was like, oh, damn. It is like Halloween time, like fall. This this year has flown by. Like, I'm in shock. Girl, 2020? This year is gone. Does that not sound weird, 2020? Girl, I thought the year 2000 sounded crazy. And I was so excited <laughs> because either I the first thing was I was excited about the year 2000 because I was turning 13 so the year 2000 was like oh my god I'm gonna be 13 I'm gonna be a teenager I just thought I could do whatever when I was a teenager I don't know why why um, 2k but then I was also scared because as you know everybody was like oh my god the world is ending but why Everyone is- said that. my mom she was a part of the camaraderie as far as uh buying out all the water and so I'm thinking like oh god I'm excited to turn 13 but then I'm like oh I may not be able to see it so 2020 girl I wasn't even thinking about no damn 2020 now we're here praise god it sounds surreal you remember the 2012 one too there was like all 20 2012 that's the Mayan calendar 
they was like, I do. <laughs> but, but for me, I knew, I felt like in my spirit, I was going to be okay because I made it past the year 2000. So I was like, oh, this is just, I ain't going for this shit. Like, Girl. y'all by the water, whatever. I used to be a little like nervous, scared, but it's like how I feel now as an adult. I just feel like, hey, if they got to take the world, take the world. We can, we can do, we can do a whole new beginning. We can start over. We can start this shit right on over. Whether I'm here or not, for the greater good of mankind, we may need to start it over. <laughs> Would you want to come back as a black person or another race? Oh, black all day. Would you rather come back as a woman or a guy? A woman. I can't imagine how it feels to be a guy. I mean, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Reincarnation, that's a whole different podcast. But shit, I don't know. A part of me believes in reincarnation. A part of me does. Yeah. I've heard some crazy stories about little kids like remembering like their other lives. And it's the craziest thing. When I was a little kid, my mom used to like I used to say, Oh, I'm not from here. (laughs) I used to say that all the time. Like, I'm not from here. (laughs) I'm like, where are you from? She's like, I was like, I don't know, I'm not from here. Not from here with you peasants. <laughs> I, I feel like that now though. I'm like, I'm really not from Earth like that. Like I am, but I could definitely sense that we came from somewhere else. Like I well, don't know. It's just a knowing. I, I believe in aliens. <laughs> I do too. Okay. Really? Girl, we could be aliens for all we know. There could be another Earth out there and they think we aliens. If they came across us, they'd be like, Oh my god, these aliens. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that shit too, Whitney. Like, I'm like, I believe that we could be looked at as aliens as well. Not only do I believe people want to look at me crazy because I believe in aliens, it's just like I believe that there are also other people, things, whatever outside of us. Like, I just believe it, girl. I believe you know I'm a conspiracy theorist. I believe in all the unseen. Uh, I definitely believe in mermaids. I know there are mermaids. Mermaids is a species that... It's not like a person. It's not a true person underwater. It's just like a species. A half person, half fish. Like, just like a freaking dinosaur or whatever else they want us to believe. Like, if you can believe in fucking dinosaurs that we've never seen, why can't you believe in mermaids? Like, the ocean, they say, is less explored than outer space because the ocean is so deep and so scary and so, like... The ocean is so unknown and there's been i've watched documentaries on the history channel on mermaids there's been ancient sightings of mermaids and people who have said they've seen this and i don't know girl i believe i believe <laughs> this could get deep y'all tune into my next podcast the conspiracy podcast where we're gonna talk about all these but um yeah california love speaking of mermaids i had a great time at the beach I felt like a little mermaid. I set up my little tent. I was out there in Malibu. Um, that tent was hard as hell to set up. It was two, me and my friend. And literally chivalry is dead because men, wives, husbands, uncles, grandfathers, they were all just looking at me and my friend struggle to set up that tent for an hour and a half. And nobody fucking helped. And everyone else had their tent set up and shit. Oh, God. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
And just when we thought someone was helping, we were like, oh my God, this surfer guy comes in and he's, he has a surfboard and he's walking up to us from the beach and he's like, hey ladies. And we're like, hey, and he starts pointing. So we're like, oh, he's got to help us. Like yeah. this little tent, he knows what he's, he's like, yeah, that um, alcohol, you may want to put it in your car because <laughs> they don't, you can get a ticket out here. Like, <laughs> you see us struggling. The groceries are on the ground now with the alcohol and shit, but you see us struggling with the main tent trying to set up our shit for damn near an hour. And you walk up to us all jolly to tell us about alcohol. That's none of your business. That's a hot fucking mess. If you ask I don't me. understand why white folks make it everything their business and their duty. You know? Like, we know alcohol like is not allowed at the like beach. their shit. Period. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not all white folks, I, su- I suppose. I don't know. But <laughs> the ones I've seen. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing weekend in California. Any yeah. events? I'm not sure of any major events, but that was um, fun. Free, free fun. So, yeah. Oh, a lot of things to do. Huh? I said a lot of things to do in California. Oh, there is a fight coming up. A huge fight at the Staples Center. One of my friends is flying in town for her birthday, so we may go to this fight. Um, yeah, I've never been to a fight, so I'm pretty excited if I go. I to go to a fight. Mm-hmm. I don't know these boxers, though. You may know them. Prince Pierce? I'm sure one of our viewers out there know him. Who else? Do you watch boxing? Does Marlon watch boxing? Mm, we had a fight party here. Uh, but we, uh, that's kind of out of our, yeah, he, he watches boxing. Yeah, he probably knows because it's a big fight coming up, so. Yeah, he know he watches boxing. Okay, yeah, Spence and Porter, Spence versus Porter, so. Staples okay. Center. Looks All like right. it. Well, let's get into it. Um, what is the tea, sis? You got any tea for us this week? I don't have much tea for you this week. Yeah. You know what? It has been kind of a dry week. It's I feel like there's been stuff going on, but nothing that's like for me that's like um I mean there are some things going on in politics, you know. Trump his tapes got leaked about um I wanna say like Russia or some shit, some more corrupt shit that he's yeah. been doing. I'm not shocked, but it's this been whole talked about Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. Uh, issue as well you know talking about impeachment again i don't believe it until i see it so right now it's just hearsay exactly Um, but you know hopefully whatever you know whatever um uh, cassie and her husband i was just about to say that you took the words out yes i was like uh i heard i because it dropped that was like a secret marriage it was was like that was the one bit of tea that just was on the papers because of that she went through a very public breakup very public I would say um I would say there was probably a moment of embarrassment because you know um we're talking about Diddy and Cassie they had a 12 year on and off relationship and very public then his Diddy's uh long well I don't even know what to call her, but I don't even want to say baby mama. I feel like that's not a befitting title for her, but his mother, the mother of majority of his kids, uh, passed 
this year. Was it this year? It sure was this year. It's coming up on the one year oh, anniversary. Last year, but it's coming up on a year this year in November. November. Oh. Shout out Kim uh, Porter and everyone in her family. They, that was for flu-like symptoms. Yeah. Which yeah. they, which shocked, uh, what's her name? Kylie Jenner. She just went to the hospital for flu-like symptoms as well. I saw that. It's Um, very odd, but yeah. So so hot here. Then Diddy, you know, of course, he's going to uh, reveal his love for her and all these other sorts of things. But he kind of made it seem as though she was his only love, his everlasting love, and the only person who he's ever really given a damn about, you know? And I'm sure coming up on the breakup (laughs) that they just, apparently had had not too long before she died that could have been looked at as embarrassing or you know somebody feels some type of way um shortly after their breakup though it was reported that um you know cassie moved on and started dating this guy named alex fine and he is fine and he was employed by diddy by the way so yep he was allegedly her trainer that diddy employed for cassie um, um, and so, so yeah, so they've been dating, then she got pregnant, um, then she got engaged, all of this happened this year, got pregnant, then got engaged, and now she's got married while she's pregnant, so shout out to Cassie, that's a lot of, like, whirlwind, I would say, for one person, but it's all good things. So um, I'm happy for her. her. She is now Cassie Fine, which she is fine too. Um, and I wish them well. I think that's pretty dope. That's a, I, you know, there was a comment that was like, Lord, I've seen what you can do for others. Please, whatever prayer Cassie, Sierra, Christiana Million did, please, you know. Um, thought that was funny. So it's kind of like everybody left fuckboys and just went and found their their person i would say the trend i see in all of these um relationships is it seems as if they stepped outside the box and dated who they wouldn't normally maybe you know that's what it looks like non-black for one for most of them and then for sierra it seems like she got the complete opposite of future just like the most cleaned up buttoned up respectful guy you could get um yeah, who may not have been attractive initially, but, you know, I just feel like you got to step outside your box, maybe. You do. You have to step mm-hmm. outside your box. Um, I will say that, you know, attraction is very important. Um, you still have to, whether whether it's something about a person that's attractive to you or not, attraction you is- still be attractive. Yeah. At the end of the day, they have to be attractive to you. And so you have to find them. I'm not saying just go out here and find a goober, but- um, you know, who treats you like royalty. Let's not do that. Uh, That's but, <laughs> but yeah, so like, yeah, I agree. They all seemingly have dated men that are not what we would think is their type based on previous relationships. And, you know, these people are getting wiped up, married, and, yeah. you know, so it probably isn't a bad thing to take some uh, words from the wise apparently i'm not going to say relationship goals because we don't know what goes on behind closed doors these days or ever but um from the outside you know what kudos to everybody um that's awesome christina million too she's expecting with her uh boo fiance Mm -hmm. Uh, i think he's a soccer player or something 
He looks like an Italian dude or yeah, yeah, that's great. Amazing, amazing news. Speaking of fuckboys, so Chloe and Tristan, Tristan Thompson and Chloe. Um, I don't know what's been going on with him. I don't know. Apparently, they're now back fucking, just based on my opinion of what I'm seeing. Um, it's apparently Chloe originally blocked Tristan, her baby father, um, from Instagram, and so. I'm thinking allegedly now he's unblocked if he's able to post under her pictures. Mm. So that's my assumption. I don't know. You're right. I don't even think about that, Mia. Damn, look at you. IG investigator. Trying to get like the shade room. Um, <laughs> but no, like Tristan has literally been on her pictures on these blog sites. Any post that Chloe is making, whether it's selfie or whatever, like he's you know, oh, hey, beautiful, oh my God, you look amazing, you're such a diamond. Um, another embarrassing couple, um, or at least from Chloe's perspective, I would be completely embarrassed if I were her based on previous acts of Tristan. Um, however, you know what, they have, a, they have a daughter together. So again, you know, kudos to if, they, if this is something that they want to explore again, I don't know, but mm-hmm. from the from the outside looking in this could be very like you know hmm, what the hell is going on here like Tristan what are you doing like because this just sounds a bit much publicly um like basically are you trying to do all these things in the way that you're doing them publicly as you are behind closed doors because it sounds like really put on and forced to me um Chloe you ignoring him in public I don't know um it just seems weird, but, um, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. It just, it's one, it's something to talk about because it was just like, Hmm, something I peeped. And then I'm kind of like, Hmm, whatever. But, um, yeah. I definitely believe they're fucking. Um, I wouldn't, I would not doubt that. She gives me nothing but desperado vibes. Right. Up and down. Agree. LA. Like she don't know who her, who she is. Like, girl, your last name is Kardashian. You don't need these. Like they need you. Like, what don't you get? Yeah. But okay. Be desperate with yeah. a fuckboy. Um, the Kardashians, another topic while you just mentioned their name and reminded me. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of y'all may have seen these clips on The Shade Room with Courtney Kardashian's kids basically mm-hmm. being out of control. The kids, uh, you know, her nanny quit on her because her daughter Penelope took her hand and slapped it across the nanny's face and scratched the lady down her face. And so the nanny said, I had enough, your kid's out of control and she quit. And so they had this conversation and a clip was shown from their show. I don't watch their show anymore, so I didn't see this, but a clip was shown of Corey, what's his name? Corey Gamble? Corey Gamble. Yes. Yes. Chris, Chris Kardashian's, um, I mean, Chris Jenner's, um, boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's her boyfriend, her man. Her man. She's been with him for a while now. I'll say at least about four four years now. That's why I said long term because he's he's been he's been it's around been about four or five years, and he is a black man. Now we usually don't hear too much from Corey. Never really knew where he stood and how he acted. Really, never really seen his character. But in this scene, he showed he's a black man and he's raised in a black family because he basically just said at the table, "Look, if your daughter took her hand and scratched me across my face." I'm a whooper and then I'm gonna let you know why I whooped her. <laughs> and so her, him and Scott, 
went at it and this, to the point where Corey was like, I'll whoop your ass, Scott. Like, keep talking. So he let his blackness, you know, slip all the way out. I don't think they've ever even seen that side of, of Corey. But <laughs> you know what it is? He probably been holding so much in for so long dealing with that family. You know, like he's really the only, you look to the right, you look to the left. There's no real black people in that family. I mean, you got Kanye, but that's questionable. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is that Kim and Chris, they didn't take it offensively like Courtney and I guess Chloe. I don't even know if Chloe took it offensively, but she was just trying to have Courtney's back in the situation. But you can tell they're just used to dealing with black households, Kim and Chris. Like they were like, he didn't mean it like he's going to beat her up. He's just saying like, he probably going to pop her or be like, you know, so she don't right. do it again. down. The shit that you're not doing, Courtney and Scott, because why is your child walking around hitting people in their face to the point where your own staff is leaving a check? I'm sure it's a nice check and they're leaving it for your, from, because your kid's bad as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like they were bad as hell to her. The clip that was just released with her, it was Courtney, Chloe, the kids all on the couch and same concept, Courtney was on the couch, hey baby, hey baby, you know, tending to her kids, and mommy, mommy, this, this, gimme, 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 and Chloe, you know, she's in her phone, like, Chloe, like, on TV, and they kind of just be like, and then Chloe was kind of like, excuse me, what did you say to your mother? No, and she you like, need to say this, and, you know, and so for that, to, for your sister to even be like, you know, she kind of stayed out of it for a second until she was like, no, this is the way you ask. And then she said, excuse me, what did you say to your mom? You know, so, child, you know. And Courtney took a public stance and she basically was like, I was trying to find it, but I can't. But she basically was saying, you know, I don't believe in that. And violence is not the way you handle things. And, you know, she's not going to inflict violence and emotional, a physical abuse upon her kids. And I'm like, they're inflicting it upon you. So you're going to let them physically abuse you and you push them out. Okay. Okay. It's like, if you don't discipline your kids, they're going to go out into this world. Now I'm not a parent, but from kids I've grown up with, they're going to go out into this world thinking that there's no consequences for shit that they do. Period. And a lot of them, especially Caucasian, I'm not going to say all Caucasians, but majority Caucasian kids take it out on schools and shit. Like they could start shooting up the school next thing you know. Because you never instilled any type of discipline to know they cannot hurt people. It's a difference between physically abusing your kid and disciplining your kid and spank, you know, spanking your kid or popping them, whatever you call it. It's a major difference. It is a major difference. Like I know black people can take it and have taken it. Like back in the day, my mom was like, it was, you, you get a switch from the tree and you, you know, extension cord. Schools. My sister says she remembers when she used to get popped at school from teachers. And my sister is 42. So wow. this is not anything new. And for me, I feel like the, those generations have been raised well based on who it feels like only now where there's this, you know, let's have a kumbaya moment, you know, let's let's have a mental health break day, uh, you know, where you don't go to school and you think about your actions. like. No, let's take a time out, whoop the shit out of you, and then we can have a woosaw. But that's, you know what I'm saying? These kids now feel entitled, you know? Um, I look at the amount of access that 
this generation has, even my generation, I feel like my generation was the first generation to really like see like, you know, pagers and then it migrated into cell phones and then it's just kind of, so I feel like the generations after me have been just so more self-absorbed. Um, my son, he, you know, as much as we, he's given, um, you know, there's entitlement there as well. So it's, you know, make me making sure that, um, I keep things in perspective, you know, and realizing that, look, no, just because they all have this doesn't mean you need it. Right. Like we didn't have it growing up. Now I do know that we live in a different day and age, but some things are morally just not, you're not ready for. And two, you're just not going to get period. No questions. I don't care what Susie and Jim have. You're not getting it. You're not ready for it. You don't need it. I personally believe my son doesn't need social media and a lot of his peers have social media accounts. Um, One of the common trends that I'm seeing in social media are these kids killing themselves. We've seen it. We've seen it as adults, you know, police brutality, um, just all of this desensitization out there. So I feel like a 10 year old. No, absolutely not. You don't need social media. You have your whole life to be on social media. You don't need social media right now. And point blank period. Don't even ask me why. So you know, Courtney, I think that, you know, parent how you parent, but there is something clearly, there is opportunity for you to explore other things outside of how you are currently parented is what I want to say. Because And how she's parenting, I mean, like I said, I'm not trying to go too hard because like I'm not a parent, but right. what I can say, what she has mentioned is oh, there's nothing I can take away from Penelope that's going to make her listen. I can take away this from Mason and he's going to listen. And it's like, Mason is like a whole seven years older than Penelope, first of all, or whatever. So he can conceptualize an item. But second of all, what if you had nothing? Like you're basing your respect off of materialistic things. It shouldn't matter if you have nothing. At the end of the day, you gave this child life. So you deserve respect regardless if they don't have one toy or whatever the case you're trying to bribe them with to act good. Like, I don't know why you're basing it off of the things you have. And then you're going to grow up and you're going to have these materialistic kids that think they're supposed to keep just getting shit and getting shit, putting in no work. And they're going to fuck around and call you a bitch. Like y'all call Chris Jenner all them years on TV. And that's my thing. That's gonna like, happen. All this respect and stuff that you, like y'all treat your mom like shit. And furthermore, you don't even have to have things. You're Trust me, Penelope likes certain things. I'm sure she likes juice. I'm sure she likes to pick out her own clothes. I'm sure she likes to play with this favorite toy. It may not right. be bad. There are things that your kids gravitate to, period. I take away juice. I take away great, the best of the best foods that he likes. I, t- I, mean, I bring it all the way back down to basic level. because at Water. The end, <laughs> at the end of the day, you don't have to eat this. You don't have to wear this. You know, like I take away your privileges. It may not all be all the time, video games and this and this and TVs and electric, you know, it, it could be something as basic as freaking a sock, you know, like he loves socks. So, you know, yeah. but I'm just saying like before all of that even existed, before Carter could even conceptualize what an item was, it's like you still had to declare you're the parent. You know what I'm saying? And you're the child. Like you do what I say. Like you gotta put your but you also have to mean it. You also have to mean it. Like you can't one thing I've learned is that kids will wear you down. 
So if I'm already tired, because I've been guilty of this myself, if I'm tired, right, because I've worked, whatever, um, and I get home, I have to pick him up, whatever the case is, feed him, whatever, and he asks me something, I'm like, no. No should be no, right? right. If I say no, don't even ask me again, because you're going to be for asking me again. I said no. He'll be like, mommy, can I da-da-da? Carter, no. He'll say it again. And if he, if he gets me in the right frame of mind, I'll find out, oh, Carter, okay, five minutes, 10 minutes. Yes, you can do it. So one thing I've, I've learned as I've, because there's no perfect parent, I would say, um, is that you just have to mean what you say. And that's where the respect comes in because yeah. kids, they are very smart. Kids are smart and they know your personalities. They know who they can play against each other. Like, okay, when I go to grandma's house, I know that if I act this way, I'm going to get what I want. I know if I go to my dad's house, I know I can't play with him like that. So I don't even bother to ask him. Like kids know who they can do that with. And I just feel like with, when it comes to Courtney, they probably know that she's not going to put the fear of God and not fear, but you know what I'm saying? Like, being like okay I said what I said period. they're just typical white kids like girl Carter's not gonna bop you across the head if you say no you know what girl, I'm saying like he that's he out can't, he can't even hit he knows he can't even hit a girl so he knows he can't hit me but he to know he can't hit a girl no you damn sure can't hit your mom I have never in my life hit my mom in the face or hit her like what I have no record what no <laughs> My mom's voice gets to a certain decibel. I start to perspire. I'm I'm shaking. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm uneasy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I agree. And I and I probably have not gotten a whooping since I was like nine years old. And I remember that last whooping. Right. But it was just like right. all I needed. Like, I don't know. I feel like black kids have this essence. Most black kids, I'm not gonna say all, but most black kids that I grew up with, at least our generation. They got beaten. They got whooped or beat or everybody something. I know that got whoopings. Exactly, and they're functioning as you know. <laughs> Even some of the white kids I grew up with, they got whoopings, and I was like, I was like, oh, I didn't think y'all got whoopings. I was like, yeah, my mom whooped my ass. Oh, that's um, good to know. I've never seen it. Some of them get whooped. Some of them get whooped. And again, I think what we're trying to convey to our audience is we're not saying guys beat your kids because I think some people take that concept to a. Uh, uh, like we're sitting here just beating them with like bricks and things and just now they're black yeah. and sometimes no, I'll take it one that. pop. Like if you if yeah. you're gonna take your hand and, yep. take and scratch my hand, oh you got me fuck pop. Mm-hmm. No. Pop don't raise your hand in my face no more. Like yeah. period. And that's just yeah. I just feel Corey on that because I worked at a daycare and you remember this daycare in Nashville. And that it was this one little kid, he was bad as fuck. And he was Bit and he would kick and scream. I took his ass. I, sh- I took his ass and pop. I was like, "Don't you ever spit in my face again!" Oh <laughs> my god! Think? Oh my god! He loved me after that. He loved yeah. me after that, and he wouldn't well, even listen to like, his mom. He wouldn't even listen to his mother, but he would yeah. listen to me. <laughs> but the thing about it is, kids love structure. They do. Kids hate. They verbally hate it, but they love it. They, they need it. They need a schedule. They need structure. They need guidelines. They need, they need those things because if they don't have them, they literally are run amok. I have a, I had an old friend, we're not friends anymore, but I had an old friend, her daughter um, would just go to bed different times of the night. 
So therefore my friend couldn't go to sleep at her regular time because she's trying to um, figure out why her daughter can't go to sleep anytime, you know, before 11 or midnight. And it's like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, yeah, but if you start early or if you implement a schedule and routine and structure, you can have those things because the reason why those things are in place are to make your life easier, period, you know? And for me, a schedule is something that we always end up having as we grow up. Like, you know, there's just- It's just a part of being a human being, dealing with things you don't want to do. You don't get to do, exactly. And if you don't take that from your own parents, you're not going to take it from anyone else in the world. You're not going to keep a job. You're not going to obey the law. You're not going to do anything that you're supposed to be doing because you have, you fear no consequences of anything. Right. And that's a problem. You feel entitled. You feel entitled. You feel like, well, why, why can't I? No, because sometimes, no, you cannot. You can't. I would love to tell my boss, why do I have to do this? And you're only going to do this. I can't tell her that. And Courtney and Scott, they better put the fear in those kids of hitting somebody else before they go fuck with the wrong kid or the wrong person. And they come back with a gun and shoot their kid. Or you got to teach them those boundaries now before it's too fucking late. And you put in their life at risk. It's called tough love. It's called fucking tough love. Put them in karate or something. Because those those coaches and football and basketball and all that, they don't play. They don't play that. Like, if you can't do it, let somebody else do it. Because um, they they definitely need discipline. Kids need discipline. And however you yeah. discipline your kids, whatever. But kids need discipline. They need Kardashians, if you're listening, you can hire... I got two or three aunties. Give them two days, maybe even three. Yep. Your kids will be in line. They'll be back right. And they only got to touch them once. Like, and it ain't got to be a lot. It does not have to exactly. be. Like you said, it's not overly aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, don't fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Don't. I'm the adult. <laughs> Shit. Period. I'm sorry. I probably don't need no kids. Y'all don't listen to me. Okay. Next, next topic. <laughs> um, so I wanted to shout out, rest in peace, Proctor from Power. Oh, I was like, who, girl? <laughs> who else do we know? Like, <laughs> Power, rest yeah, in peace. Proctor. That was so, this episode has from been. Power. You know what? The first episode, I was like, ugh, this is not going to be a good season. Oh, that was the best episode of the whole season thus the far. The first episode? No, the last. Oh, okay. Yeah, Talk I was like, episode. what? Yeah, the first thing it started out. Grab, but right. then it gradually got a little bit better. And then this episode, I was like, okay. Like, wow, yeah. what y'all doing? But, you know, shoot. I felt like he was going to be the one to die. As soon as, I, as soon as I heard him say Tommy did it, I was like, he, 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 he going. And then Sacks spills the beans, whether they were true or false. So that made Tommy be like, what the fuck, when he was snuck into the girl's apartment. And I just knew he was going to go and go. I mean, I didn't really have time to even be truly surprised. I obviously knew somebody impactful was going to die because of all of the statuses and the text messages I got. And I'm like, okay, who was it? I'm like, it can't be ghosts. Or maybe it could be. I'm like, it can't be ghosts because of whatever. Tommy, uh, maybe. But then as I saw Proctor, I was like, okay, it's going to be Proctor. Yeah, I watched it super duper early, like before. I watched it the night before when it came out on the app yeah. or whatever. But um, I knew he was going to go from the episode before. 
Really? Yeah. So when he let his wife die or his ex-wife die, um, I said it in my review. Y'all check out the reviews on BCT podcast uh, on YouTube. I do the whole power review thing up, up there, but he literally let her die. And I said, this is not Proctor. I was like, he's always the good guy. He's, I was like this, everything he's going through is changing him. And the fact he kept trying to push, um, he kept trying to push ghosts to kill Maria and Proctor and ghosts almost like switch places. Like Proctor became heartless and like, Oh, she got to go. She got to go. And ghost trying to do the right thing. Even if it hurts him by giving her money and giving her a way out, he didn't want to kill Maria. So it show it's like, showing me the arcs of the characters how everyone now from where they started they're in complete opposite of where they're ending tasha's selling drugs tasha's on the low gutter ball trying to make a living some way somehow selling drugs from the with a random she don't even know right out here trying to stun on her acting like she's beyonce and shit right i I can't wait for keisha to go keisha has to go y'all but i knew proctor would go because he just totally turned against his morals turned against his character um it was still very very sad though i literally cried when he was telling his daughter and the daughter knew she just knew she was like are you gonna be there he was like no i'm not baby and he knew and it's just so fucking sad do you think that um they had to have tommy come in like that do you think that was necessary no do all They're that. being extra. It's super. What's bothering me about this um, particular season is things are pretty over the top. Like, I don't know if they're just trying to do over the top because it's the last season, but it's becoming so over the top that it's almost unrealistic. So it's like, I don't believe Tommy would shoot up that fucking expensive ass penthouse and nobody come up there. He was up there for like two and a half, five minutes. I just don't believe, like, come on he gets away scot-free nobody sees him leaving the back entrance like mm -mm, i don't really trust that and then the way tasha just randomly met that guy about to fuck him she literally was just crying over the guy the other guy in the last episode i'm like y'all are just really pushing this little story to the point where it's becoming a little bit unbelievable but it's the last season so i'm gonna just ride with it I agree. I, I really agree with everything you just said. Um, it's I think the last episode is sometime in December, so we still have about two more full months. That's like I think least. it's gonna go till what twelve episodes, and we're on episode yeah. five now. Yeah, so and they're probably gonna do that thing where they skip like a week or two. I hate yeah. when they do that. Yeah, I hate when they do that. Um, so necessary. But I'm just tired of my shows not being, you know, I'm already upset about the shy. Yeah. So we just found out that, you know, we know Jason Mitchell's got kicked off the shy because of his sexual abuse allegations. But I just found out that Reggie, who played, you know, Reggie, the drug dealer, he's not coming back to the shy. And allegedly. Last episode, right? No, he got shot, girl, but he was supposed to come back. So like he got shot and they took him to the hospital. Remember that drive-by? But he had become one of my favorite characters. He's so funny. Yeah. I liked him. He wasn't the good guy, but he was funny and charismatic still. But the word on the street is that he basically got fired or he chose to quit because they wrote a storyline with him falling in love with a transgender woman. So somebody from the streets who he found out 
was transgender. And so he wasn't fucking with it. So he posted on his social media that he will not be doing the show. And apparently one of his boys or somebody leaked on Twitter that the reason was because of the script. And he just thought it was unbelievable. And he didn't want it. He didn't see that being a part of his storyline and he just refused to do it. And I know people are going to feel a ways about this because it's the whole transgender thing. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to the Black Coffee and Tea podcast available now on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And if you want to be a part of the BCT fam, make sure you follow us on Instagram at BCT podcast. Until next time.